Hey, hey, hey. It's April 1st. I wish I had a great April Fool's joke for you guys, but I don't. So, hi, everybody. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And today is April 1st, Wednesday, April 1st, 2020. And uh, let's just say it has been a week. <laughs> so, we'll get started the way we always get started. And that is with our three cheers of joy. Tonight, for three cheers of joy, I'm drinking a gold scout american whiskey called smooth ambler oh i'm sorry old scout it's called smooth ambler so i haven't tried this so this is something that i had um that we had last week um with faceless love oh it was lipstick i might take this off make me look crazy anyway um so this is my old scout american whiskey called smooth ambler this is what i'm drinking tonight so I'm just running late, so I didn't pour already, so I'm pouring now. 50 cheers of joy. Thank you, Steffi's, Stephanie Specialties. She made this for me, and I have an idea for a couple more that I want, so I'm going to um, put that order in, especially while we're on break. I know she has time, so let's get started. Three cheers of joy. Three cheers of joy. Three moments of self-celebration <sighs> that had nothing to do with anybody else, only you, so we'll get started that way. Um... So my first cheer of joy is um, that I am keeping an even spirit, kind of even kill during this um, pandemic, during this shut-in. We're getting new information every day, and um, I'm just trying to stay even kill with it and not get caught up with what I think it means or what it should mean or what's going to be next week or the week after. So I'm staying pretty even. I think that was one of my cheers of joy for last week. So, um, so that's, I'm celebrating that again today. So to being even during this pandemic, there's so much information out there. So cheers to that. This isn't bad. Mm, I may have to drink it. So my second cheer of joy, uh, is that because of the pandemic, the tax season has been extended to July 15th. I'm very grateful for that because I had not put my receipts together. I had scanned several of them, but otherwise they just go in a, my receipts go in an envelope marked like March 2019, April 2019. So I'm just stuffing them in there so that when it's time for me to go put everything together, this is the first year that I'm using a professional tax preparer because I usually do it myself, but now with my business stuff, I need somebody to do it for me. So. I can't send my stuff to somebody else, and it's a damn disaster. So cheers to the tax season being extended till uh, July 15th. So you guys saw me post earlier that I, yesterday I think I was going through my receipts or trying to get it together. So cheers to that. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Katie. Good to see you guys. Thank you for joining me. You know I always appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. So here's to that. This is my second cheer. So my first cheer was to being even kill so far during the pandemic. I think we have weeks, possibly months ahead of us. So I've really got to make sure I'm in a good mental space. Um, and uh, I'm working on that. I'll talk about that a bit in a minute. And then the second one was the tax season was uh, postponed until July 15th. My third cheer of joy is that I got to see Faceless Love 
last weekend. So I'm really excited about that because I hadn't seen him in about five weeks. So it's good that I got to see him because now I don't know when I'll get to see him again. So yay to that. And I'll talk about that a little bit too. So those are my three cheers of joy this week. I hope you guys are celebrating something yummy. I hope you're finding something inside of yourself to celebrate and not get bogged down by all the stuff that's around you and outside of you. Hi, Steph. And uh, that you're just celebrating who you are, something intrinsic of you. So those are my three cheers of joy. Let me, my quick recap, because you know, I do these off the cuff. I don't plan for them. So um, saying even kill, tax season deferred, and I got to see faceless love. Those are my three cheers of joy. So cheers to you guys. And I'm drinking Old Scout American Whiskey called Smooth Ambler. Anybody like bourbons or whiskeys? Um, this is a good one. Um, this is really good. I like it a lot. It's out of my price range. So once this bottle is gone, it's going to be a wrap. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but it is pretty good. Um, and once we get through this pandemic, I think I'm going to do like a whiskey bourbon tasting because I talk about it on my show. And I know a lot of you haven't tried to stay away from brown liquor, but you know, that's that yucky brown liquor like um i'm not even gonna say any names because i know you guys love some of them that i just cannot drink so but this is these are different so once you get an opportunity to try some you know you'll see it'll be different so those are my three cheers of joy i put some notes in my phone tonight because i usually kind of go off the cuff i bit but then i finish and i have so much other stuff i want to talk about like i don't know if you guys got to see i put out two youtubes videos called Coram Deo and Coram Deo I talked about means in his presence or living in God's presence and that's a mental space I'm trying to hang on to is understanding that I don't have any control over what's going on around me I can only control myself that's what I talk about all the time staying focused on you controlling yourself not trying to lose yourself under um within everybody else's stuff. And um, so that's Coram Deo. That's what I'm calling my kind of, not a spinoff, it's just my random thoughts throughout this process because I always have something to think about and something I want to talk about. So um, let's see. Before I can continue, Stephanie, oh yes, yeah, Stephanie Specialties, she did her first um, live last night showing how she, her, decorate, her decorative skills um, on her, uh, Steffi's and she's also in the process of putting together a website so I'll have that got that stuff available to you guys too and yeah there you go cheers to Katie Evan Williams Kentucky bourbon straight that's right good 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 yum cheers Katie all right so those are my three cheers my Facebook post of the week I haven't really I've seen some good ones but Fortunately for me on my timeline, there are a lot of people that are just trying to pull out goodness around you and not get lost in the mucky muck, right? But there's there's a lot of misinformation out there also. So you guys have to be careful with that and reading it, especially as it pertains to you and your family and the COVID-19. Just using your better judgment on what it looks like, what it's supposed to feel like, right? So um, you're going to have to just kind of read through and see what is and what isn't. You just don't want to get lost in somebody 
tell you telling you something katie she's at um i think it's at stephanie's specialties let me type it in here so she's asking for stephanie's link so stephanie is this right specialties oh shoot specialties at stephanie's specialties i think that's it she's on instagram and also facebook her name is stephanie mills stephanie can you type your um social uh your social handles in um the comments thank you all right so um so i just that's a big deal for me and i talked about that tonight about people and misinformation and not even knowing how to interpret information so you guys know i'm big on learning always we are constantly learning something new you should always be learning something so we have to be very careful getting information from people that are not doing research they're only taking pieces and talking about it and an example of that was today somebody was talking about the vaccine for the COVID-19 wasn't working and it was a long thread of people talking about this and I finally just got it when I saw it I said there isn't a vaccine there isn't a vaccine for COVID-19 so don't even go there because, you know, that makes people afraid that if they get sick, they're not going to get the vaccine or it's not working. And or if they, you know, so, but it's not a vaccine. There's a trial on it. So from the time that there's something starting the trial, completing the trial a year from, that's when there's possibly a vaccine. So it's not anything urgent. It's not something that happens like right off. So we're really in a difficult space in that. We'll spend a little time on that. But. My Facebook post of the week was about this guy, the one that I spent so much time laughing about this week. It's kind of funny what this guy says, um, Lorenzo Hickson, he said, she wants a $6,000 ring, a $25,000 wedding, a $50,000 car, and a $500,000 house. And all she has to offer in return is pre-owned pussy. <laughs> So I, you know, I read some of the comments on it because I thought that was kind of funny. And then I just made my comment and said, well, you know, you got to love those renewable resources, right? So, you know, I just people try to minimize what people try to minimize what the other is bringing into a relationship. And it always goes to somebody's sexuality, who they are sexually, what they've done, because that's their way of trying to carve people out, well, to put limits on people and what people talk about and how people express themselves when we already know from talking about this before that people who get lost and can't see anything in another human is that um, they're living in a basic space of their physiological needs. So I thought it was funny. And besides, you can never go wrong with pussy. I mean, what, what are you gonna do with it? It's the, probably one of the most durable things we have, It you know, and it, I mean, that's a negative term. I know it's a negative term, but I'm just using it because that's what the Facebook, the post said. And, you know, you can't limit or minimize a person based on their sexuality or based on their sexual organs. There's so much that goes into it other than those things. So we have to be really careful with that. I, um, I always, uh, I know, I just got a message saying that it was freezing. I think I'm moving now. Well, I look like I'm moving, but it's really like jagged movement. So I don't really know. Um, so I'll just keep going and if something happens with the sound or the movement, let me know and then somebody comment and then I'll get off and get back on. So, um, you know, I just thought that was kind of funny that 
people can put a dollar value on it and say those mean things. And most of the time, they're not you. They can't afford to buy you a six thousand dollar ring, or twenty five thousand dollar wedding, or fifty thousand dollar car, or five hundred thousand dollar house. So they're already saying these things that they can't afford to do, but they want to put you off saying that you're asking for too much and all you want to do is give them some cooch, right? So, you know, those things are limited. And it is Facebook. A lot of it is in fun. So that's why I chose that one because I thought it was silly. I get a lot of laughter out of stuff like that. And it lets me know there are a lot of people out there that's just freaking stuck in their own mind of what they it's think should be. So it's not so, I think that um, that's always kind of funny to me. Um, another thing, uh, another Facebook post, uh, I don't even know if I have another one, other than people, you know, trying to figure out how to get through this pandemic. Everything is surrounding that. Like, how you know, they're making posts about things they're doing. I saw a really cute post where um, a family put together a prom in their house, and they all went to the prom with their uh, senior daughter, and they danced and um, had stuff like that. They had dancing and food and just had a party for her. She was all dressed up in her prom dress that she had purchased and stuff. So I thought that was really cute. We're trying to make a trying to make the most out of the situation, especially the the seniors. You know, the kids graduating from high school. They've been preparing for this all of their education and now we're in this space but you know we try not to look at it as a negative space this is a positive space people are going to die it's okay people are gonna die it could be me it could be you death is what death is the greatest gift of living you know that you have completed your task when you die so there's not a reason to be fearful of that so we're gonna just work through this you're gonna do everything you can to stay safe and you're gonna keep the people around you safe so those are the main things that we should pay attention to also um let's see what else is on my facebook post of the week okay so last week wednesday i told you guys that i was supposed to fly to atlanta on thursday um because I had an event, but it was postponed. And I think now it's going to be postponed to May. We had said April, but now we're to May because we just don't know what's going on. So um, I drove to Jacksonville on um, Wednesday morning. And that's where I did my show from. I had the leopard print furniture. That's my mom's house. She loves that damn leopard print. She has leopard print, every damn thing. And uh, so I drove there and um, I did the... Uh, broadcast podcast from her house but anyway so I drove to Jacksonville and I stayed with my mom Wednesday night and then Wednesday day she and I were talking and she says you know I should get up and drive with you to Atlanta and I was like of course come on road trip you know so my mom and I drove up to Atlanta on early Thursday morning and man we had so much fun on our road trip I swear we left the house at like 805 we got there like two, which is good considering we stopped like five or six times, like just random ass stopping, using the bathroom. There was a car accident. We had to stop for that. And the funny thing when we stopped for the car accident is that we sat there for like 15 minutes. And then I was like, it would be nice to have a glass of wine right now, right? And she was like, oh, I got some wine in the back seat. <laughs> So we're sitting like on 75, pouring our wine in our Chick-fil-A cups, dying laughing because we're like all the 
technology with cameras and drones and shit. We're probably on camera pouring our drinks. So we sat there and we had a little bit of wine and then we hadn't had that for 10 minutes and then the traffic started moving again. But it was so funny because, you know, when you grow up and you have an adult relationship with your parents, an adult relationship of respect and understanding, it's really anything goes because she she's gotten past the idea of holding me hostage as a little girl in her thoughts. She's finally starting to see me as a woman. She's finally starting to respect me as a woman. You know, I take care of myself. I'm safe, you know. So I think that our trip up was really good because we had a lot of time to talk to each other about different things that had happened. And not really, it wasn't really cathartic, I guess. It was just more so topics that came up different family issues, things that she wanted to see, things that she expected, you know, that kind of stuff. My opinion, and you guys know I don't have a problem giving my opinion, but um, so we did talked about that. Now we got to Marietta. She, my mom was going to my sister's for the weekend and I was hanging out with Faceless Love. So we went to um, hang out with him for a while. And that was really fun. My mom loves hanging out with him because he's so much freaking fun. Same thing I say. She loves being with him because he's so, he's so easy. Like he just, me and my mom together, we are a mess. And then with him, we're really a mess because he's got us. We're not worried about anything. So we sat there and talked and he worked a little and then we had a couple cocktails and smoked cigars and then my sister came pick my mom up and then they were gone but that was a lot of fun and we were laughing about we were laughing about one time that we all spent some time together and we went to the Marietta diner we were so freaking blasted me and my mom was so blasted and it's so funny because i talk about me and my mom being blasted together. And it's really kind of such a dynamic because it's my mom. She's not my girlfriend. She's not ever my girlfriend, she's my mom, right? So our conversations are that of a mother and daughter, but our interactions that of two adult women, right? So we were so blasted one night, we went to a Marietta diner and um, neither one of us could freaking read the menu like like i just was like just order me something i don't care and she was like i just want a steak right so basically then faceless love was with us so he's ordering our food and stuff and we're sitting in there laughing we finally got the food and stuff at the table and we ate his whole plate <laughs> we didn't even eat our own food we ended up eating his food because he had like a fried fish plate it was so good so we ended up eating his plate and then the next time we went he ordered that for us. <laughs> he was like, don't even tell me what y'all want. I'm just going to order y'all the same thing I'm getting. So we thought that was kind of funny. We laughed about that. So it's really neat seeing her interact with him because she's known him since he was just a young man, like 17, 16, 17, 18 years old. So that's when she first met him. So just watching them interact and talk about things that they remember about each other when we were so young is really good for me really good for all of us so we had a great time my mom left so back to the weekend my mom left and went to my sister's and then faceless love and i just kind of sat and chilled because the whole thing was we were going to be 
self-isolating. We were going to be together. We're going to, even though my event, my events were canceled, we were just going to be together and um, hang out and just love on each other. And I'm very happy that we did because I think we both needed it. We realized that we are um, definitely key to each other's happiness and each other's completion. And we look for those times that we can just kind of dissolve or just kind of release to each other so it was really that's really good for us so that was cool so that was thursday friday we didn't really do anything friday i think we watched ozark and hung out now remember we were on self-quarantine so we're not going anywhere so we watched started watching ozark on friday and then saturday morning i had put together a golf tournament for um I had put a golf tournament together for him. Hang on just a second. Hey, Anthony, right, was it Mother's Day? <laughs> it felt like Mother's Day, right? We had a great time together. So, um, but anyway, I had put a golf tournament together for uh, Faceless Love and his friends just on a whim of about three months ago on for Saturday morning. And so they had a tea time at 8.30, so my brother came two of his friends and him and they played golf and it was just really a great time. And then after they finished, we had lunch and sat and talked a little bit longer. And um, one of his friends was like, okay, we're going to do this again next year. We're going to have the second annual, you know, so his friends had a really good time and I liked it. I had a good time. I felt it's been a long time for me being in the role of, having a party or having an event because remember I went ghost like years ago I just kind of went off the grid I wasn't catering to anybody I wasn't having any parties I wasn't doing any of that but this gave me an opportunity to take care of him and take care of his friends and to make sure they had the finest cigars and the best bourbon hence the old scout and some Blanton's and Willie and man they had some great labels on that table and some great cigars and the food was good and they had like a had like a backpack cooler with beer for them to take around the course with them so that made that put me in a kind of a role of servitude to him and to his friend and it actually felt good i was like i enjoyed that like i i enjoyed taking care of him i enjoyed taking care of his friends putting it together and I, that was kind of another level of confirmation to me that finally I'm ready to be in a relationship again because I'm not feeling resentful about taking care of or doing something for someone. You know, I just, I literally wanted to please him. So that was really cool Saturday, the golf tournament. And um, then Saturday night we chilled and that pollen was so thick up there. I don't, I don't know how many of you guys are in Georgia in the Atlanta area, but that pollen was so thick that my eyes were, my eyeballs were aching. And so we chilled Saturday evening, we chilled all day Sunday, and then I left, my mom and I left driving back to Jacksonville late Sunday, Saturday, no, late Sunday afternoon. And she had a good time again. <laughs> driving back, we had a good time again, I'll just say that, but it was funny and she and I just it it was just really cool hanging out with her being with her and 
and not being afraid to speak my own understanding of me and situations. And, and I helped her with some stuff and she shed light on some stuff for me. So it was really good for both of us, like dynamic. So, and I think a lot of times women have a problem with that relationship with their moms because we grow up wanting to please them. We want to please our moms. We don't want them to be disappointed. We want, and we kind of cower in their presence. So we hold back our, what we want to say for fear of being disrespectful, for fear of them not liking what we're going to say. But, you know, I don't have that anymore. I'm just, I'm an adult woman. She's an adult woman. We've had some similar experiences. We've had different experiences. And, you know, it was just really good to be able to talk to her and just to share that time. And she had a good time, too. So um, we got back to her house not late, nine o'clock, maybe Friday night, I mean, Sunday night. And then I got up and drove home Monday morning because I had to, uh, you know, return the car. And then of course, now I've got to spend like 14 days in the self quarantine to check for symptoms, you know, kind of make note of where I've been and see what's, how I'm going to feel as the next couple of weeks go along. So, and you know, hopefully I'm fine. So, you know, that's the goal is to be fine and uh, we'll see, right? But the weekend was great. I'm so happy that I got to see Faceless Love because I needed to see him. So that was really good for me. Um, uh, let's see what else. Oh, another thing is what this time being off work, we're not really, I'm not even off work anymore. I'm working, I'm teaching, but it's not like, and you guys may be experiencing something similar to this where you know you get up and you go to work you know you have to go and be somewhere for a certain amount of time well now i don't have to do that i'm teaching remotely and but you guys know me my life is like a 24-hour party like i'm always doing something always with a glass of wine always dancing around somewhere going walking exercising I'm always doing something so now that I don't have any restrictions on where I have to be it's like I'm constantly on this party thing so I don't I don't know when my day begins or when my day ends because they could be in the middle of the day and I'm like oh I'm gonna take a nap because <laughs> it's like what the hell do I have to do like I don't know I don't know how to manage this time of working from home or being in quarantine and you guys are probably going through some of the same things. I literally don't know how to manage it, right? So I'm just like, well, okay, I'm working now, but then I'm not working, but I'm never, I'm not dressed. I mean, I got on, I got on leggings and a workout shirt. So I'm not, I haven't even put on any clothes, clothes. Well, this weekend I had on some clothes past weekend, but for during the week, I could wear my leggings and workout stuff all day, every day. And it doesn't even matter. Nobody has to see me. And I'm like, well, okay, today is Tuesday. Uh, I took a bath yesterday. Was it yesterday? So I'm like literally having these conversations with myself. Like, when was my last bath? Like, was it in the morning? Or was it in the afternoon? Like, Okay, I'm just going to go take a bath. Because it's like my whole day, every day is the same day. I feel like I'm in an episode of Groundhog Day where it's everything, everything is 
literally blended into each other, right? So I'm, real, I'm trying to kind of keep a handle on that because I'm, I was thinking when this is all over, either I'm going to be a freaking awesome ass specimen of a 50-year-old or I'm going to be a damn mess. <laughs> my, have my extremes, I'm either going to work out and be fabulously fit when it's over or I'm going to be a damned mess. Those are the extremes. I know somebody made a post on Facebook that said, um, so when this is over, does my 600 pound life come get you or do you have to call them and tell them where you are? <laughs> so I think we're all having the same issue. Like what the hell do we do with all this time? And what do we do with all this time? Right? So we have to just try to figure it out. So Kiba said, day pajamas and not night pajamas rock. Absolutely. Like, what the hell? Um, somebody posted, instead of wearing leggings, you should put on jeans. That tells you the truth about if you're gaining weight or not. Or walk around in your swimsuit, right? So you can kind of see your body changing. You're not doing anything. But I'm like, man, I'm. this is too much leisure time for my brain because... If I'm off, I feel like it's time to party. It's time to do something. Let's cheers. Cheers to cocktails all the time. And not to mention, they were saying that um some liquor stores are gonna be closing somewhere. I was like, Lord, let me I said I wasn't gonna use this credit card, but I'm gonna have to go on and pull it out for the liquor store. <laughs> that's what I've been that's the the funny thing is that it's like you guys, I've talked about it before, I don't really like to have bills because I don't like to pay them. So the key to not paying bills is to not have any. So I've worked very hard to not have any bills. So last summer, I traveled a lot and I used a couple credit cards. Finally got them paid off. So it was down to, I'm not paying anything. I'm not using my credit cards because I don't like to pay the bill. That's true. So now that we're in this coronavirus and we're on this, self-isolation and going through, I'm thinking of all the craziest things to spend money on that I wouldn't normally spend money on. So I had my coach, I was on the coach website today and I had like $600 worth of stuff in my um, cart. And I sat there and watched the time run down on my cart. <laughs> I didn't even put my credit card in. I was just like, I'm not buying this shit. I'll be mad. Like, I can't believe I bought all this crap. <laughs> And so that's kind of where I am now. I'm getting bored, bored, and I'm looking to um, looking for ways to spend money. So that means either going to the liquor store with it, or spending it on something random. But either way, I'm not. I'm when the bills start rolling in, I'm not gonna want to pay them. Then I'll be mad um, that I have bills from this. Oh my gosh, Kiba said her waist beads are about to cut her in half. <laughs> Oh no, that's hilarious. <laughs> I would, I can't even imagine having some ways to be on right now. Yeah, and Steph Marie says she don't want to work from home. She needs somewhere to go. And Anthony, I'm drinking Old Scout American whiskey. It's smooth ambler. It's yummy, yummy, yummy. So, um, so yeah, this is really going to be interesting for all of us. How are we going to look when we get out of this? Um, how are we going to look when this is over? We have, um, with the coronavirus, I talked about it earlier. It's a lot of false information out there. Do the things you always do. 
this is we're gonna lose a lot of people so i think new york had like 250 deaths in a day it was either monday or tuesday that was reported and i saw that fema was bringing in like 35 to 40 refrigerated trucks to put bodies in so the funny thing about living in the united states is that we're the only country that will exhaust our resources trying to keep people who are dying alive. I know that sounds really crass, right? But in other countries, there's a respect for the process of dying and there's no one's going to exhaust their funds trying to keep a dying person alive. No other country. So the United States is the only country that feels like we're gonna keep everybody alive, but we're not going to. This pandemic is definitely going to take some lives. And I said that earlier, it could be mine, it could be yours. We are going to, uh, <laughs> we are going to um, definitely lose some people in this. And I mean, it's almost a cleansing. It's like a cleansing of, a cleansing of the earth, right? So, and we go through it every so often. That's how we lose. We go through these kind of cleansing phases, and that's how we things become extinct. We lose a group of people who weren't able to move forward. So that's why we look at our elderly and people with caused immune systems and your immune system is what keeps you alive and keeps you moving and uh, fights off diseases and helps you with your viruses. That's your fever. If you've ever had a fever, that's your body telling you I'm working to kind of control what's going on. Um, so our body has that natural response to taking care of itself. And those who can do, and those who can't, don't. And there's not anything that we can do about it, right? So you'll be, you know, people who have the COVID-19 are treated, lots of fluids. They'll put some antibiotics in there to minimize the risk of bacteria growing. They'll treat you for the symptoms that you have. That's it. That's it. And if you're not strong enough to get past that, then those are the people who die. And it's literally survival of the fittest. And we've all heard that the strong, only the strong survive. We've heard that before, right? So, and that's what happens and uh, kind of a natural selection happens. So we'll see what this is. We, it's not anybody, it's a waste of time for us to point blame that somebody did something or somebody, because even in the midst and all of this pandemonium, we have to remember that we have a purpose like there's a reason we were chosen to be here there's something that we have to do and we can't get lost in all the stuff that's happening around us the universe is balancing exactly right katie the universe is balancing so we have to really pay a close a close attention to that is that we still have a purpose you can't lose sight of who you are in this quiet time of not moving around a lot and that's really good that we're everybody's not all over the place and if you can stay in stay in if you can minimize your contact with people then minimize your contact with people and that's what i had to tell one of my coworkers who wanted to get together to talk about how we're doing the distance learning he's like well i'm fine i'm not sick so and i'm like i'm not either but you have a brand new baby at home. So that means whoever I've been around contact with, you're taking that home to your family. And that's not fair for me. That's my social responsibility of what I can do to minimize the spread of um, COVID-19.
So for me getting it or other people getting it. Um, this morning I went to the grocery store to get some salad because I have to have some salad. 50, so I got to have green vegetables in my diet. So I went to get some salad this morning and some water and some wine. You know, essentials. <laughs> well, sparkling water and some wine. Just essentials. And um, they have the 15 people at a time limit in the store. And then there was a line outside of us six feet apart waiting to go in the store, right? So one in, one out, one in, one out. And the store was doing really well managing that. And you could tell people were frustrated on the sidewalks. But you have to understand that people being frustrated about something, that's their own issue. It's personal. It's not to me. They don't know me. They're not responsible for taking care of me. And I can't say, come stand next to me to make them happy to put myself at risk. And then my daughter and son-in-law, my granddaughter, you know, and I keep in mind, I was just traveling this weekend. So I too have to become, be aware of people around me. So it's going to require a lot of patience, understanding. People are going to be panicking, trying to figure out what to do and how to do it. And so we have to just be aware that as calm as we are is as calm as we are, right? So there's no reason to get turned and start trying to fight and all this BS, right? And, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot, a lot of information out there. A lot of information. And from the top down, just craziness, chaos being said and people looking at the United, other countries looking at the United States as not being ready or um, third world country. Somebody referred to us as a third world country. <laughs> you know, we're one of the greatest countries in the world and we have so much chaos here and so much misunderstanding and, but you know, that's people in their selfish space. So we think about our, your leaders and trying to make decisions to take care of populations where you're looking at the city, the county, the state, however you want to look at it. When people took these offices, they had no idea that this would be the undertaking they would, this would be the task they would be undertaking they'd be tasked with, right? They had no idea this would be the thing. They're trying to figure it out too. And they're trying to make it like, um, we feel like they should know everything, but they're learning. And if they have kids, they got kids at home that they're trying to make sure they're doing their work too. And they're trying to protect themselves too. And they're, you know, so all of these things are happening. They're humans too. They're citizens as well. And they're trying to figure it out. And, you know, we can't be surprised when somebody in the limelight gets it or a senator or a mayor or we can't be surprised. They're just humans. So it doesn't matter. It's just a, it's a title and we still have to take care of each other. Right? So I was talking to, um, <laughs> yeah, first world problems. That's exactly it. I was talking to, um, faceless love today and he works, he's really busy cause he works, he, he's working directly with the control of information as the virus is concerned. So he's limited. I know that he's limited in some of the stuff he shares with me because of the security of his job. So I, he, 
I don't go to him and ask him a whole bunch of questions because I don't want him to feel obligated or I don't want him to have to tell me no to information either. But he's really kind of in it, just managing the flow of information, managing the security of the information, how the information is coming out to the public. So he's in all of that and he has been busy, busy, busy. So um, just trying definitely to respect our boundaries on that. This is his job. You know, it's his, what he does is bread and butter. He's been doing it for years and, and, uh, believe it or not, they were prepared for it. Right. So he, they were prepared for what's happening in being able to forward, to think forward of information and possibilities. So with his job, he has to make sure that the United States is secure information is secured within the United States so that there isn't any breaches of information or someone coming in jeopardizing so this is stuff he works on all the time so this isn't a surprise for him to be like oh this is happening he's sitting up there licking his chops like we've been waiting on this let's do it so he's all in and um I'm really proud of him because he handles a lot of stuff very methodical in that so I love talking to him and I'll ask him some little bitty questions and he'll give me some information but I don't really get the nuts and bolts of stuff I just listen to what he says to me like hey um, you need to this was probably two weeks ago maybe two weeks ago maybe even a little longer three weeks maybe he was like hey so uh, you going out today I'm like, yeah, I got to go do this and this. He's like, all right, so uh, I want you to grab a couple cases of water. I want you to get this and this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I ain't asking no damn questions. I'm like, all right, then. <laughs> you got some gas, your car filled up, you got cash, you know. And I'm like, all right. So, so it's, it's a tone he uses when he's talking to me and I don't ask no questions. I was like, all right, then, you know, make sure you get this and get this and you make sure you got this and you got some ibuprofen, you got this and you got, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, all right, shit, I bet. And, you know, it's so funny because it's like, he never really gives any directives. Like he doesn't, but then in for th that particular thing, he just kind of like hit a few line items, like you need to have these on hand. And I was like, all right, and I got him, you know, and that was it, you know, we didn't have another discussion about him. And I think that's making me a really good girlfriend because, you know, I'm not like, well, I ain't going to the store yet and why I need to get this stuff and da 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 I didn't do none of that. I was just like, bit. And when he got it so you know so I, I respect him and he works really hard and um and this is a very busy time for him a very busy time for him so we'll see what this is like when um this is uh all said and done right so i think um let's see moving on oh the schools are closed you guys all know that because all y'all are home with y'all babies and miss the babies i do um, so we just found out we're closed until May 1st and but it'll probably be for the rest of the year so we probably I'm sure that we, I'm in Florida I know Georgia has already announced they're out till the end of the year and I'm thinking that we're probably going to be in line with that too one of my administrators seems to think that we may not even start school on time in August so I don't know what that's about 
but I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that that's not the case. But I mean, if it is, then it just is. There's not anything to do about it other than to continue to stay safe, right? Um, we have to uh, e-learning with our students. So I've got a lot of teacher friends on my timeline. We're all talking about the same thing. How do we do the e-learning component? What are we going to do? How do we make sure the kids are active? How are they doing their work? And that's a big deal. The biggest deal out of all of that is that the parents are learning how to do this too. And that's why I had to, for me, it's like my conversation with my students about e-learning started with the parents. Before I even got to my students, I did like a welcome on our homepage of our learning platform. And then I reached out to all of my parents via text message and said, hi, this is, I teach this is my number you know so just to let the parents know that here's a contact person for you should you have any questions and the parents are like okay what do we need to do and he she had he this is her cell phone number or this is his cell phone number and i allowed the parents to be active in giving this information before i talked to the kids so this was um i have sixth seventh and eighth grade so that's a big deal because the parents are afraid a lot of parents don't you a lot of grown-ups don't use the technology like the kids use it because they feel comfortable with using what they use for work they don't need to use anything else they're fine with that you know kind of the stop learning and that's really been a big deal to um get the parents involved in talking them through how to use the different platforms and where to find information um and, and that's scary. You think of it as an adult because I'm my kids are grown. My well, my son is in 11th grade, but otherwise my daughters are grown. So I don't have any small kids that I'm trying to talk through. But I know that these parents are learning how to do the Zoom, edu Zoom meetings, how to use the Pearson um, Elevate, how to use Fast Math. All of this is all new stuff to the parents. And the kids are like, they're familiar enough with the computer, their level of self-efficacy computers gets them to a place of not being afraid to look for it. And the parents don't have that. They've lost it. The technology has outdone them so fast, right? So as a parent, it's really important to kind of stay up on the technology. Don't, don't become obsolete. That's the thing that we have to hang on to is we can't become obsolete. That means we've gotten comfortable somewhere and we become obsolete. I'm going to give you an example of somebody becoming obsolete. Think of when people who, I'll, I'll give you this example. When I was in high school, maybe, I used to make the pancakes at McDonald's. Did you guys ever know that somebody actually made pancakes? I used to make the pancakes. I had this, mix the batter, pour it in this thing, and squeeze the pancakes out. Nobody makes pancakes at McDonald's anymore. They come from a factory, they're frozen, they throw them in a microwave. Obsolete. There are many jobs where people have become obsolete. There are many things where people hit a ceiling or they stop learning and then when their job goes away, there's nothing else that they can do. They start going back trying to relearn. So I think that it's our responsibility to always learn to continue to learn. We can't, you can't stop learning. Remember, I just said
you have to, it's survival of the fittest. The more you know, the more you grow, the further you can go with what you need to do. And that's where we are. So if you're at a place and you feel like you're stuck or you can't do it, you almost have to put it in your mind that you have to learn how to do it too. This is a great time for people to go back to school. They didn't graduate high school or they didn't go to college or started college and didn't finish. This is a great time to go back. It's a great time to continue to build yourself as a person because you can't let your kids, your kids outgrow you eventually, but you determine when that growth happens, like when they outgrow you, otherwise you need to stay on it. Um, Stephanie said uh, she's happy that a child is 80% self-reliant and, and that, hey, that is amazing. There's so many kids, like my, my son is a junior. I don't have to say anything to him about his work. He's a junior. He's in a great program. They talk, they compete with each other about getting their work done. But for kids who struggle in the academic setting and now they've been removed out of the academic setting, this e-learning may be the thing for them. I've, I have students that drove me crazy in the classroom that I've had the best conversations with since we started e-learning. This is a good platform for them. The e-distance learning is good for them. They can do it at their own pace. They don't have to be in a place. They can do it when they want to, right? So it's a big deal for them and it's really good. But I would advise the parents to invest in themselves to continue to grow. That is crazy 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 important so this week monday was our first day that we started our e-learning because we were on spring break and then we had a week off because we didn't know what the hell was going on so we started e-learning on monday well last week it wasn't monday i was back what day is it wednesday the week before i was able to go into my classroom and get a few uh, necessities out of my classroom, my teacher's edition books, my pacing guides, just that stuff, you know, and just stuff that I'll use, parent and family engagement, just random stuff I could do from home. And then when I was getting ready to leave, I realized that no one would be on campus to water my plants. So when I started teaching at this school four years ago, I bought this little bitty pothos, little plant, little ivy leaf. You guys probably, let me see if I can hold it up to you. Here's a leaf of it right here. So I bought this little bitty plant in this little bitty pot. It was probably this size. This is my cactus I had to bring home. So I bought a little bitty plant and it's been in my classroom ever since. So at the beginning of, at the beginning of each semester, well, not each semester, at the beginning of the fall semester, so in August, I'll have my seventh or sixth grade class repot my plant. So, and I just, no particular reason why, I just started doing it. So the first year, then the second year we repotted, and we potted this year. So when I was leaving, I realized nobody's going to be at the campus to water my plant. Now, we have our custodial services. Sometimes they'll water it. If my principal's on campus, he'll water it like in the summertime. So it just stays in my classroom. And I realized when I was leaving, I needed to take my plant because nobody would water it. And I went to pick it up and it's in a 
big pot now and it's gotten so big and I just had to carry it out like this and I think that was the first inkling of tears that I wanted to shed thinking that I'm leaving my classroom like I'm leaving my classroom I had already felt a little misty because before we left for spring break the Friday before we left I laid out these projects that my first period was working on so they would be on their desk when we returned from spring break. So I already had my class ready for last Monday. I had all my information on the board, the date, lunch, everything planned out. It was ready for me to walk in Monday and go to work. And so when I saw that stuff, I had already felt a little overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, my kids aren't coming back. Like, they're not going to come back. And I told this person this, and, oh, I still got this point sheet right here. And I got, so I'm literally in my mind thinking of all the loose ends. And then I got the stuff that I needed, some stuff to the car, came back to my room to get a couple more things. And then I had the plant. And then I'm walking out holding the plant. And I wanted to cry. But I told y'all, my tears just get stuck. <laughs> they just don't. Oh, right, right. It's only a couple times that tears will flow and or just they'll get to the surface, but they don't just flow. So I don't know if that's a mechanism that, that I have to, but whatever. So I'm walking out and I'm carrying my plant and I realized that this was the first time my plant had left this classroom. Like my classroom was in balance and this plant was a part of the balance. And I was sad. And I just was thinking about my kids that I wouldn't get to see anymore. The kids I fussed at on that Friday when they before they left. How I didn't get to apologize. And you know, really just the emotional time. And I don't think that people understand what it means to be in the classroom with all these different energies and all these personalities and all these learning and understanding and exchange of information and you're the person they rely on for what they need in the classroom that's over to me because I enjoy being a teacher I'm good at it I, I, I'm good at teaching I'm a great teacher I know that because I'm so strong and I'm powerful and I have a way with work I left there thinking like, oh my God, I didn't even get to give these students everything that I have for them. Space of putting them off, telling them you're going to be great. And you're, I didn't get to give this to them. I didn't, it was taken. So I was really sad about that. I am trying to come down through e-learning. Uh, it's taken away the social experience. It's taken away the, maybe that mothering give, taken away the smiles and the love that you share and the whispers and the girls and attaboys. It takes, it's taken that away. So it's transition for It's definitely gonna be a transition for the teachers to release that, that part, not release it, but to deal of loving 
students, the babies, right? Because that's what I call mine, the babies. We have to respect the babies. Because when school starts back in August, we have all new kids. So I'm trying to figure that out. Really, I was trying to figure out what to do next. Where um, I left education and now in education. Maybe there's something else for me in education. So you know, it's us just kind of me kind of growing. Um, pandemic COVID-19 we'll never forget it it'll be our thing and it's also me think for the parents never stop growing if you have school-age kids and you decided for some reason that you weren't going to continue your education whether high school college if you went to college for something and you're working in a different field or you wanted to go to college for something else I say go take it of it go 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 like, like owe it to yourself to be the best possible self that you can you owe it to yourself to be okay in a crisis you owe it to yourself to be okay in a crisis and it's okay to be many different things you don't have to be a this isn't the parents generation where people got a job and that was the only job they had now we can do anything you can be a lawyer and then you can do something different or you can own your own business and you can be a teacher i recommend education for everybody nothing nothing or no one holds you hostage in a space that you get to where you can't take care of yourself anybody around you that aids in your crippling or aids in your limitations or aids in you being held hostage you got to get away from them and because right now in the future of how you'll take care of yourself if you take self how you're going to take care of the people around you if you're unsure of those things in this crisis to do something different to prepare for the next thing this isn't the thing that will end you this can't be the thing that ends you right and if anybody has any questions or wants some information about looking at different avenues of education or learning or opportunity, send me a message. We can talk through it. You know, I got that spiritual gift survey on my page. You can take that. There's so much information out there. I'm like 50 years old now. I think all the time, should I finish my PhD? Should I go to be a principal? Should I be a ballerina? <laughs> Should I be a mermaid? I go forth all the time about what should be. And they do all kinds of stuff. I've had three, four careers, right? But there's never, never a time that you stop learning. And there's never a time that you allow yourself to get stuck. Because when you, when you allow yourself to get stuck or you have loyalty to somebody's business, and you're waiting on them to pay you in this time of crisis. I've got to let you go. I can pay you doing this, and then you're like, but I've done this, this, 
It's about and how people are going to get from one thing to the next. So to, to grow, there's a lot of questions. I think it was University of Colorado. You can school get your degree i push education i'm like nobody's business it drives me insane when somebody says well college isn't for everybody and education isn't for everybody that drives me crazy when people say that because i believe that education learn more learn more being more those stepping stones are the things that get us to the greatest things right so um it's 10 o'clock it's joyce wells with joy posed and uh <laughs> don't forget that any of our past episodes can be downloaded from itunes google play pandora spotify soundcloud and youtube and um man youtube i'll probably have a couple more episodes of quorum deo remember living in his light living in god's light and um just living in the moment and being the best that you can be in that moment. So it's me and my old scout, American Whiskey. And tonight we're saying cheers and we'll see you guys next week. Mwah.